Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to Santa! town. Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. I know him. Hello, ho, ho, divers, and welcome back. Yes, the Deep Dive Podcast has returned. And as I'm sure you know, this is where each episode, or most episodes, we try to find something or anything to watch on streaming media. But not this time. This is our Christmas special. And yes, it is special. And I'll tell you why it's special in just a second. I'm Tom Feeney, writer for Wang's Chop Movie Magazine. And it's special because back from limbo, <laughs> here in Studio D... <laughs> is my co-host, the Magnificent Mandalorian. It's me, the co-host with the not-so-mo-most. Where the hell have you been? Oh, it has been a journey and a half. First, I got on this boat, and then there was like this triangle piece of land that I wasn't supposed to go through. I came back, and it's like 1998 all over again. It was weird. Yeah. It's like Bermuda Triangle plus Groundhog's Day. I, I don't know. No, I, <clears throat> first of all, I am so happy to be back. We are I happy have, to have you back. I have missed this podcast like I have missed my fourth limb. Uh, Which one is your fourth? Are they at the same time? <laughs> I will let you figure that out. Right, never mind. <laughs> no, I, I've definitely had a rough couple of months. Uh, had some medical issues and, you know, had some some stuff going on. Like, we all have stuff, right? But it, it definitely prevented me from, from uh, not from watching anything, because I got to tell you, I binged mm. a lot of stuff. But it prevented me from getting here. Plus, you know, there's like, you know, the whole new variant and then people getting sick. and Yeah. Are, are you allowed to talk about the trial now? Or is that still? <laughs> yeah. You know, I did sign up pretty rigorous and hefty NDA, but what the heck? You guys are my friends. You won't tell anybody. Shh. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's 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 been a time. And I, you know, I think it's it's pretty symbolic too uh, and metaphorical that I come back and be the gift to you this Christmas holiday with my presents. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> presents and Christmas and, uh, yeah, and all that. Okay, that's yeah. you yeah. miss this. Admit it. Never. Uh, <laughs> How have you been? Oh, you know, I mean, it's not. See, I, one thing I want to clarify for both of our listeners uh, is <laughs> that it, you know, it's it's it wasn't just Manda that was you know doing busy things and not being able to you know uh, to do this. I uh, I also was you know I started. Uh, started a new job, mm -hmm. which uh, has taken up uh, a lot of time. Yes. So it's, you know, it's tricky to kind of juggle, um, you know, juggle things, uh, especially now, the holidays and mm -hmm. everything, mm -hmm. and dealing with family stuff and all that. So, you know, so it kind of had to take a back burner mm -hmm. for both of us. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, we, we love doing it. Yeah, we really we do. We enjoy back. it. We have no friends. Yeah. So, so yeah. You know. But, you know, it says something that people are still downloading our episodes and they're still talking. Well, at least the one person is talking about us. Right, right. And it's really nice. So thank you to that one person that stuck around, even though we were on kind of like a semi-hiatus. Sort of, yeah. You know. Sort of. But you know what? We're back now. We're doing our thing for Christmas. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a really fun episode, yes. I think. Full of jolliness. And mirth. And, and, and frankincense and, and mirth. 
and uh, murder. What'd you say? No, I didn't say anything. You said myrrh? Myrrh. Frankincense. What is frankincense? It's some sort of spice. It smells like frank? And sense. Oh, okay. Yes. But uh, yeah, so things are good. We're on the up and up. We, I think this will be our last full episode before the new year. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think at the, the new year, I think the, the main podcast, this one you're listening to with my fabulousness, will be taking a break for, you know, a little while, a couple of weeks, I think. Yeah, maybe. In yeah, between, we'll see how though, things happen. correct me if I'm wrong, we're going to pepper through some microcasts. Yeah, we're going to fill you full of some fine filler. <laughs> Which, if you did not know, here is your uh, quick explanation. It is a very short uh, introduction to our podcast. Mm. Feeney does a great job, and we kind of take there a one go. topic, and we, we hyper-focus on it. So it's like when you make clarified butter. That's the podcast, right? So you get rid of all the, all the fat, all the milk solids, and what you're left with is just plain Gee. butter. Ghee. 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 With an H. Ghee. <laughs> you have to ghee when you say it. that sounds like I just had an episode. Uh, ugh. Yeah, we can't, I can't bring you back to from the dead again. But yeah. yeah. Uh, I appreciate But that. microcasts are wonderful. So if you've got a few minutes on your drive to work or, you know, on your walk to the bathroom, because most of us are working from home these days, mm. uh, give it a listen. They come out, they usually come out every other week, but there'll be a, a few more in between. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we've got, uh, we've got a few, you know, we've got the microcast, we've got mysteries of the deep. Yeah. Uh, you know, and a, and there's going to be some surprises in there as well. So, yeah, just, uh, you know, keep listening. Subscribe so that you don't miss them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let us know what you think because we are always uh, open to suggestions, even if they're terrible. Yes. So. And even if you send us hate mail, we appreciate it. We won't read them. No. But as long as that number in our inbox keeps going up, it makes us feel really nice. Yeah, that's true. It yeah. is true. We have low standards. Help us out. Mm-hmm. We do. <laughs> uh, so now, uh, for us to get back into you know uh, into this whole thing, mm. it, it had to take something pretty serious, it did. and um, you know something to get us fired up, <laughs> something of of really earth shaking importance, and I'm talking about. Christmas tropes <laughs> or cliches or there's only one or two of them. Though, yeah, so. yeah. Or in the holiday province, by the way, and this is uh, <laughs> old chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Oh, wow. Have you ever had that, by the way? I don't like chestnuts. No, no one does. No, I don't. Understand. I don't I'm, you know, I'm not a nut person per se. Yes, you're not that nutty. I am nutty, but I just don't eat them. Mm. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. Mm. No, no, no. But this time of year always brings out that wonderful, uh, what do they call it? Christmas cheer. Mm, yeah. Some people drink it in a cup. Eggnog. Some people, like us, watch it on our TVs. We do. We do. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not it's not Christmas without Christmas movies and TV shows that rely on time-worn <laughs> cliches. <laughs> and that's what we're going to talk about on this episode, this Christmas special. And maybe... Just maybe, by the end, we'll learn something about the true meaning of Christmas, which is also a trope we're going to talk about. Which is that the Lifetime Channel owns us. And Hallmark. And Hallmark, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, Lifetime tries. Hashtag Netflix tries. Yeah, but there's Hallmark. I mean, there's even, and I kid you not, Food Network put out a Christmas movie, a Hallmark, (laughs) like, Christmas movie. Uh, yeah, they did. I, I swear to you, they have it. You can watch it. Um, and it's, it's, they have like a cameo by one of the Food Network stars, uh, the pioneer woman. Oh, I love um, her. She's in it. And, you know, she picked the right career being, you know, a cook. 
Uh, <laughs> she's not the best actress in the world. Nah, have you watched her show? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love. Yeah, I know. I love. Reed Drummond, I love you. Yeah. So yeah, so even Comedy Central uh, mm-hmm. has one a cluster funk Christmas, which is yes. very funny. Nice. So everybody's getting into it now. I really think most stations and most uh, networks are going to have their own version of the Christmas bundle. Yeah. As, or, or holiday bundle. But I want to see horror movies that follow the same thing, like like oh. Hellmark movies, you know? <laughs> Hellmark. Where it's the same exact plot, except there's lots of gore and murders. Freddy Krueger is a Christmas movie. Kind the of. The second one, at least. Yeah, that's you could say that. But, um, you know, I there's lots of Christmas horror movies out there, yeah. but I want one that is exactly beat for beat like a Hallmark Christmas movie. <laughs> That's what I want to see. I think that Someone we just that. came upon something. You know, I, I could totally, you know. Trademark. Yeah, trademark. If you, you know, <laughs> I, I'll have a script ready soon and, uh, you know, you just call me. Call me. I need an agent, but call me. So. But this episode, we're going to be discussing some of those tropes that exactly. you are so familiar with and that have been just kind of shoved down your throat for the yeah. last 25 years of your life. That's right. And we have our top Five Christmas <laughs> cliches. Ooh. And we've got some honorable mentions as well. So let's get started with number five. All right. Number five. It's we have to save Christmas. <laughs> we have to save it. It needs saving. Because Christmas is going somewhere. Right. I mean, whether you're, you know, if you're an adorably precocious child whose parents are getting a divorce during the holidays, or you're a former child star turned religious nut job like Kirk Cameron, uh, you feel like Christmas needs to be saved. But from Mm -hmm. what? I mean, we have to save it. I don't know what from, but it's weird. You know what you have to save it from? Mm. Santa Jaws. Ooh, Santa Jaws. What is that? A shark with a hat? It is. Is that a thing? It's a thing. Oh. Oh, it's a thing, my friend. And wow. I will send you some links. And, folks, it is available to watch, I believe, on Hulu. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. Check it out. Is it from the same people that do, like, Sharknado? It's not. I, I was a little bit disappointed in that, too. But, you know, hey, if someone, some director is going into the, the, throwing their hat into the Sharknado world, good for them. Why not? <laughs> That's, you know. That wasn't an honorable mention, but maybe that should have been. I want, like, now a Hanukkah. Like a hurricane, but a Hanukkah for Hanukkah. Oh, you have to when you say it. Oh, excuse me. All right, these microphones are not meant for that. Save Christmas. Save Christmas. Now, for me, the most famous example concerns the most famous reindeer of all. Comet. Yeah, no, 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 Comet. Not, no, no. Blitzen. Lucifer. Lucifer? What? Wait, Blanche? Which one are we talking about? Rudolph. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the young lad with the scarlet schnoz? <laughs> And he is thrust into the spotlight, a spotlight of his own making, ironically, oh. uh, if you know what I mean. So so basically, with Rudolph, okay, so there's this terrible storm, right, that apparently is happening worldwide. I don't know how that works. Global uh, warming? Yeah, I guess. But I mean, you know, uh, can you fly above it, really? <laughs> so, and somehow the inexplicably shiny nose of the courageous caribou, uh, has to somehow cut through the storm, allowing Santa to navigate the night skies and deliver presents to all the good little boys and girls that are only from countries and face and celebrate Christmas. Yeah. So, sorry, India. Yeah. Uh, you get nothing. Sorry. Yeah. But, yeah, despite the inherent problems with the story itself, <laughs> um, saving Christmas is a time-honored trope. It is used constantly. I mean... Now, 
it doesn't necessarily like Rudolph have to be on a global scale, mm -hmm. right? Like for example, uh, for example, how the Grinch stole Christmas. Smaller stakes, really. The Who's of Whoville, right. right? They're facing a less than merry holiday because the antihero of the story steals their Christmas, yep. then pretends to be the hero by bringing it all back at the end, which I don't think he ever admitted that he took it in the first place. So, you oh, know, he totally point. Dear Evan Hansen, the whole group. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, come on now. Uh, but Boris Karloff. Oh, he's so good. Honestly, that's probably my favorite. It is 100% my favorite movie. My favorite Christmas movie. Christmas movie or Christmas yeah. special? Because the movie was Jim, oh, with Jim Carrey. Yeah, no, 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 no. Christmas special. Yeah, Here's the thing. Yeah. I mean, the special itself was probably, what, like an hour long suit? I mean, technically it's a TV movie, mm. but yeah. yeah. No. The the very old and beautiful one with Boris Karloff. Mm -hmm. I love that Rankin Bass. Actually, I don't think, no, that was not Rankin Bass. No, that Bass. wasn't. You're right. Um, what so, was that? I think it was, I, I don't know who produced it. Um, but I know it wasn't Rankin Bass. I know because uh, 1960s. It could have right? been. It could have been Warner Brothers simply because uh, I know the animation was Chuck Jones, okay. who worked for Warner Brothers. But I don't know exactly the production company that did that. So, uh, so hey, if you're listening, uh, if you're listening in your car or at home, uh, don't call us up with the answer because we you can't do that. This is a recording, <laughs> uh, but we'll figure it out later. Oh, geez. Oh. Yeah, well, I I know it was know. Dr. Seuss. It was Dr. Seuss, yeah, Dr. and it's fantastic. Or Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas. From um, Planet of the Apes. Uh, oh, now, MGM. MGM, there MGM. you go. MGM, that's because the lion. There we now, go. Now, if you're in the film industry, as I have been, uh, they pronounce it Migum. So, um, <laughs> you know, that's a, little, that's a little secret there, a little inside that's knowledge. That's a little pearl for you. Yeah, yeah, don't tell anybody oh, I told you, okay? Okay. Now, I mentioned briefly, and I should have... Let it stay that way. Uh, Kirk Cameron. Oh, yes. Uh, who is a child star. Rest in peace. Uh, he wants to make sure everybody knows the true meaning of the holidays, which we're going to talk about again later. Yep. But he actually made a film, quotes, uh, called Saving Christmas. Do you ever feel like Christmas has been hijacked? Hey, uh, where's Christian? How's he doing? Is he okay? Oh, he's fine, really. He's just, he's just not into Christmas this year, that's all. By all the commercialism and those who want to replace Merry Christmas with Happy Holidays or Season's Greetings, whatever that means. You okay? This is not what Christmas is all about. Some want to pull down every manger scene and tell us why our favorite Christmas traditions are wrong. Join me and my family, and together, let's put Christ back into Christmas. Okay. Yeah. Now, Cameron himself, after failing to sustain an acting career in mainstream media, rebranded himself as something of a Christian warrior. I was going to say like an uber-Christian, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he's trying to wrestle control of hearts and minds from the evil secular industrial complex, which... Uh, <laughs> All right, Willy Wonka. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, so now, that like, a, lo a lot of people who believe that sort of thing or into that sort of thing talk about the war on Christmas, right? Yep. And, you know, Kirk Cameron, you know, he wants to make sure you don't have any coal in your soul. <laughs> and that's the thing. So the movie itself is awful. Just awful. It's Cameron, as a version of himself, trying to convince his brother-in-law, who does not exist in real life, that Christmas is still about the birth of baby Jesus. And Christmas trees were invented by God. And, you know, you get that, right? You get it all. But this movie has everything. It's got Breaking the Fourth Wall. It's got biblical reenactments. It's got breakdancing. I'm not joking. And it is, pun intended, god-awful. I mean, 
But it does have a, a very special uh, uh, kind of a record that it has achieved. Uh, it has the coveted 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. So you can consider Christmas not saved. You know what? That's not even a rotten. That's a squelch. Someone stepped on yeah. the tomatoes. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Basically, it's ketchup. <laughs> it's yeah. ketchup now. Now, so you've got um, other examples of this particular trope. You've got the year without a Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Right, you got to save... Got to save Christmas. Santa doesn't want to do it. Blah, blah, blah. He's, he's very lazy. Uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas is also kind of a saving Christmas thing. Okay. So I have, all right, no bones to pick because there's no puns here. Yeah. But I truly believe that that is a Christmas movie. Now, um, some among my friends, including Mr. Mandalorian, believe it to be a Christmas, um, a Halloween movie. And I say, no, 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 because the whole point was Jack discovered Christmas, mm. wants to save Christmas. And at the end, of course, the plot hole is like Santa's flying over, happy Halloween, and they're like, hey, Merry Christmas. But it's like they happen the same day. Weirdness. Hmm. But I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I, I consider it a transitional movie. Well, that's the thing. And also, like, it's like the basis of my goth years. Yeah, I mean, it's good for both. It, it has, it can last you through the entire, like, last quarter of the year. Exactly. You, know? you start it, like, September 1st. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, I, I, you know, I find it for kind of transcendent a little bit. It does, you know, it, it doesn't really rely on either holiday, but it includes both. It's very inclusive. That's the brilliance of Tim Burton and yes. Danny Elfman. That's right. And, yeah. Yeah, I, I totally, I, I agree with that. I mean, you, you can make both arguments, but I think it's both. And it can be both. Right. So, there you go. That's how I feel. And I'm Got not, another one? Yeah, I'm getting on. So, uh, there is another, uh, there is another movie that I want to bring up. Uh, and it, it is kind of, it has the same, same trope because it, it actually is in the title of the movie. Um, <laughs> but, you know, from the, from the people who... Who brought you a Muppet Christmas Carol? Oh, uh, this you know. There's there's a, a movie out there you can find a streaming called Elmo Saves Christmas. Oh, it's Christmas again. On Sesame Street, excitement is in the air because Christmas is just around the corner. But Santa's not the only guy with a fuzzy red suit. You are a furry little hero. Elmo Saves Christmas is the story of a little hero with a great big wish. Elmo wishes it was Christmas every day. Careful what you wish for, Elmo. Today makes 124 Christmases. I have counted. Yes, thanks to Elmo, it's Christmas every day. Happy Independence Day, it's Christmas again. Join Charles Durning, Maya Angelou, Harvey Firestein, and all your Sesame Street friends. Christmas every day has got to stop. Plus a brand new friend, Lightning the Reindeer. Hi! Elmo Saves Christmas, a Christmas classic especially produced for home video. And don't forget Sesame Street Holiday Audio, a Sesame Street Christmas available on cassette and CD. And Elmo's Night Before Christmas book and tape. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good cookie. How old is this movie? Not old enough. Uh, Not old enough to smoke okay. <laughs> or drink. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, ex- it's exactly what you think it is. Yeah. And, you know, of course... Who hates Christmas in that group? Uh, Oscar the Grouch. Hey, you know what? Oscar is one of my favorites, though. Carol Spinney was a true hero of mm, this, mm. Uh, of, of humanity. Absolutely. May he rest in peace. 
Indeed. You Indeed. know, uh, Muppet Family Christmas, though, uh, and his cameo, like, you know, like the Sesame Street cast kind of blend in with the Muppets. Oh, oh, and Fraggle Rock is all mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. That's a lovely, lovely movie. Yeah. And if you haven't seen it yet, Disney Plus, uh, Muppets Haunted Mansion. Oh, so good, right? Yeah, it was really good. So good. Hey, yeah. I will bring that up, but we do have a segment called, like, Movie News. I'll bring that up again because I've got some stuff to say. Oh, cool. Excellent. Oh, guess what? I just thought of something. Christmas Chronicles with Kurt Russell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Christmas Chronicles. See, there's a couple of those. Yeah. The first one was okay. Like, I was kind of like, oh, I don't mind you in a beard. You know, that's what it's waiting, whatever. Oh. And then uh, the second one came around and I was like, yeah, okay. But, I mean, ideally, they both need to save Christmas from happening. It deals with time travel and all that fun stuff. But that yeah. certainly uh, fits. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You know, uh, Kurt Russell's got some uh, got some sci-fi chops there, you know, with uh, The Thing and Escape from New York and, of course, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Well, that's not, that's never mind. That's not Kurt Russell. <laughs> Patrick Swayze, I'm so sorry. That's Patrick Swayze. You know what? I've got Keanu on the brain, I, and I'll tell you why later. Oh, that reminds me. If you, you know, if you're a YouTuber type of person, if you enjoy the YouTubes, um, do a do a search on YouTube for uh, Patrick Swayze Christmas and laugh yourself silly. <laughs> you when will you not see be it. disappointed. It is hilarious. <laughs> all right, now that takes us all the way to number four. All right, it's cliche number four. Where did you find these sound bits? Never mind. <laughs> you don't want to know. No, no one wants to know. No. Uh, so. The true meaning of Christmas. Oh, man. Anyone living on the vast majority of planet Earth, except maybe China or North Korea, I don't know, uh, knows what the true meaning of Christmas is. Which is... Food. Yeah. Yeah. And? Uh, Cookies. And? That's food. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Family? Yeah. Like love and stuff? Yeah. I don't actually know. Presents? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) It's about getting presents and eating until you achieve a state of metabolic paralysis. Thank you. Yes. But to be fair, there's the other meaning. Something to do with the birth of a child, of some importance, I think. Like a barn. Something like that. You know. Yeah. But here's the thing. Was baby Jesus born on December 25th? Well, you know, you think the odds are about 1 in 365. Yeah. But most scholars believe it took place on a different date, not Mm. December 25th. So who decided that December 25th was the day? The church. The church, yes. Well, some (laughs) scholars believe it was taken from the Roman festival of Sol Invictus, or birth of the sun. So it was a pagan festival, thanks Romans. Yeah. Uh, But when Christianity came in, they sort of commandeered the date and changed it from the sun in the sky to the son of God. Oh, I see. So instead of the birth of the sun, you know, in the sky, birth of the son of God. Now, there are other theories about it too, but that's the one I like the most. Yeah. I think it's kind of cool. I love the Romans. The, the Romans, Romans, you know, like they say, Roman hands, Russian fingers. Ha <laughs> ha, Anyway, uh, what I don't like in real life or movies <laughs> is when people use the true meaning of Christmas as a blunt instrument yeah. to push whatever agenda they have, usually something about the secular aspects of the holidays or the oh, rampant geez. commercialism. I mean, because no one realizes that, don't they? Yeah. I mean, let just give it up, okay? Just enjoy you do you, 
you know, mm-hmm. celebrate what you want to celebrate, you know, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you want to do. Yeah, whatever. You know, it works. So what I really don't want to see <laughs> is, and that's one of my least favorite tropes, is mm. the true meaning of Christmas. Well, it's subjective, isn't it? It is. I mean, it could be different for me as it is for you, mm-hmm. as it is for anyone, really. Yeah. So don't try to tell me what the real meaning of Christmas yeah, is, okay? Dare. Don't you dare. Don't I'll you dare. Hit you with a candy cane. <laughs> I know that's not going to hurt you that much, but uh, it's a thought that counts. It's you know, it's one. funny. With that trope, I think you could spin it with pretty much quite a few of these Christmas movies. Because it always ends up being like, oh, you know, bringing together the family and love and whatnot. Home Alone, for example. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a, it is kind of a catch-all. Yes. The true meaning of Christmas, because the fact that you have a Christmas movie uh, almost means that you have to kind of address that. You know? <laughs> the Christ in the room? <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. All right, good night, everybody. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's the one, I think for me, that's the one I dislike the most, especially, but not, not, not in a general sense, but when they hit it, hit you over the head with it. Well, yeah, because at that point, it's no longer about what your beliefs are, but what somebody else's are. Yeah, and it's also my least favorite part of the Charlie Brown Christmas special when Linus is on the stage. Oh, you know what? That, that, that got ruined for me. That got ruined I for can't. me. I just can't watch it anymore. I know. Yeah. I know. It's just like, uh, Some orange political dude was yeah. like, yeah, he ruined it for me. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's, let's interrupt this this heartwarming tale <laughs> of, a, of a young, bald boy with... <laughs> Obvious sensory issues and some sort of, you know, ADHD and depression. Yes. <laughs> for this. Right. Oh, right. Charlie Ram. What anyway. was Charles Schultz thinking? Oh, I don't I don't know, but he thought his way out of the bank. So oh, I mean, yeah. really. No no lie there. I get it now. And if you if you give, then you then it can happen. Then the miracle can happen to you. It's not just the poor and the hungry. It's it's everybody who's got to have this miracle, and it can happen tonight for all of you. If you believe in this spirit thing, you, you the miracle will happen, and then you'll want it to happen again tomorrow. You won't be one of these bastards who says Christmas is once a year and it's a fraud. It's not. It can happen every day. You've just got to want that feeling. And if you like it and you want it, you'll get greedy for it. You'll want it every day of your life, and it can happen to you. I don't. I believe in it now. I believe it's going to happen to me now. I'm ready for it. Number three. That's right. Yeah. Number that, three. It feels like that's like the Rennells or something. I don't know who that is, <laughs> but they're locked in the basement. Casey Kasem. That's right. It's America's top 40. <laughs> Casey Kasem, who's dead now and can't sue me. <laughs> is not coming back for this podcast. He is not. <laughs> He's not the chosen one. Although he was shaggy in the Scooby-Doo. I know. Yeah. yeah. Zoinks. <laughs> oh, Scoob. Anyway. I wonder if he got like super high too. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Mm. You never know. Mm. Someone had to dye that hair. That's true. Now on to our cliche. Number three is, it's a Christmas miracle. Oh. oh. And when I hear that, I always think of uh, Inigo Montoya in oh. The Princess Bride. I don't think that what Hello. it means or what do you think it means? <laughs> uh, it's, it's just... It, Mandy Patinkin. He's a god among men. Yes. Uh, now, as far as uh, the Christmas miracle, there's a reason that this tired phrase has become a way to sarcastically point out <laughs> a totally mundane happening. It's like a right. punchline now. It's like, uh, oh, it's a Christmas miracle. Oh, you made it up the stairs. Hey, thanks. 
Uh, <laughs> I think people would rather face, like, they would rather use that phrase than face the ambiguity of what actually happened, which is a random coincidence or the Mandela effect. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I um, the the Mandela effect is a very interesting, a very interesting topic. Yeah, we could do a whole show on it. Yeah, there's like I, I six so. movies I can think of right now that probably deal with it. Mm, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> But uh, you know that's something for uh, for uh, another universe. Uh, <laughs> I think. Looking at you, DC. That's right. Well, and Marvel too, kind of. Kind of. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I think we're getting there. Yeah. Just wait till Friday when Spider Man comes out. That'll be. Oh uh, yes. That'll be fun. I can't wait. <laughs> <sighs> but in Christmas movies, the definition of miracle has been grossly overstated. Oh, yes. I mean, these miracles can be anything from a loved one making it back home in time for the holidays to some unexpected snowfall at just the right moment or somehow that impossible-to-find Christmas present just happens to become available. Like, ooh, <laughs> there it is on the shelf. It's the last one. Ooh, somebody neglected it or whatever. Imagine trivializing like someone coming home from war or something. It's a miracle, and then it's, it's, like, it's like, oh, Walmart still has that doll available. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. So let's 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 put a table on those, okay? <laughs> I mean, so I suppose during the holidays there are no happy coincidences. It's just Christmas miracles, right? Yeah. So after Thanksgiving, I mean, there's no Thanksgiving miracles. <laughs> what the heck would that be? <laughs> oh, the turkey's not dry. It's a Thanksgiving miracle. Right, lumpy gravy doesn't exist. Woo-hoo. Okay, these are not miracles. I'm just going to say it right now, all right? Yes. You want miracles? Read the Old Testament or ask Kirk Cameron. I don't know. Mm. But I have proof Uh that Christmas miracles are overdone. I thought you said they're real. No, 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 no. (laughs) No. I have a partial list of Christmas movies with miracle in the title. Oh, there's got to be like at least a dozen. There has to be. But these are my favorites. Yep. Number one, probably the most famous one, Miracle, Miracle on 34th, 34th Street. Right, yep. Uh, My Dog's Christmas Miracle. Uh-huh. Once Upon a Christmas Miracle. Yes, of course. A Karate Christmas Miracle. <laughs> Not to be outdone. A, car- a Wrestling Christmas Miracle. Oh, okay. Yep. A Miracle on Christmas Lake. Okay. The Miracle of Christmas. Oh, okay. A Country Christmas Miracle. Specified. The Miracle of the First Christmas. <laughs> And I've worked a, with that one. Oh, yeah. A Mrs. Miracle Christmas, which is, I think, a new one. Uh, and that doesn't even begin. There's literally dozens of movies and TV shows with the words Christmas and Miracle in the title. And they're all on the Lifetime channel. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> or they're all probably streaming on uh, Tubi or one of the lesser. <laughs> Crackle.com. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. There are some out there. I mean, I love Tubi. Don't get me wrong. No, I yeah, love I love it. Tubi. But some of the other ones are just garbage. They really are. Oh, uh, but that's another show. Yeah. <laughs> so that is the Christmas miracle cliche. Oh, Christmas miracles. And that, of course, ladies and gentlemen, brings us to number two. All right, cliche number two. Oh, it's gonna be a good one. Adults hate Christmas. <laughs> Every adult hates Christmas. Well, I mean, you know darn well, if you have a Christmas movie with more than three adults in the main cast, one of them will hate oh, yeah. Christmas. Just just sheer numbers. Someone yeah. has to hate it. Exactly. Now, now uh, I'm not talking like supervillain Scrooge level no. hate here. I'm talking about an adult person who, through some kind of childhood trauma yeah, or other personal yep. tragedy, has a profound distaste for the holidays. 
Now, this is almost every Hallmark movie, if you think about it. Yeah. You know, oh, this, oh, the, the, the lady, the, the motivated lady from the, from the big city who's too busy with her career to, you know, with Christmas. <laughs> this protagonist and, uh, works in the city and she wears heels, but she's then suddenly stopped by a man who has an appreciation for Christmas and they happen to fall in love. Yes. And then they go to the, the small town diner uh, where the <laughs> wise, older person behind the counter dispenses advice. <laughs> the greasy cook. <laughs> and then you have uh, and then you have her slightly less attractive best friend uh, because God forbid, God yeah. forbid the secondary character or sidekick is better looking than the main actress. Why do we always have to have a duff? It's just, yeah. You know, it's just one of those things. Yeah. And then, oh, he's the handyman, or he's the owner of the eggnog factory that's going to burn down at some point. I don't Yeah, and he's, like, kind of handsome, but he's in that rugged way. And people are like, oh, my God, you guys don't belong together. You would never fit together. Yeah, like and then he- there's the rival, who's oh, usually yeah. some rich jerk. Oh, you know, yeah. who's like, who like comes, who like comes to the town to, to get her back and is like makes fun of everybody in the town, <laughs> how stupid and quaint it is. I'd like to Ooh. point out that we uh, have seen many of these movies and not by force. We actually just chose to watch them. Well, maybe you did. Uh, <laughs> but I'm married. Mrs. Feeney. <laughs> when you do that. Oh, yeah. This is how this works. Yeah. But. There is, you know, there is, I think, a, a, a wonderful, a wonderful example of this trope of the adults that hate Christmas because of some kind of personal tragedy. And I'm talking about a, a, a <laughs> wonderful, wonderful Christmas movie. And I think you and I both agree oh, that it is one of the classics. Probably one of my favorites, if it's the same one I'm thinking of. Yeah, I think it is. I'm talking about Gremlins. Gremlins. That's right. And of course... The uh, the wonderful monologue by actress Phoebe Cates. <laughs> Here it is right now. Why she hates Christmas. It was Christmas Eve. I was nine years old. Me and Mom were were decorating the tree, waiting for Dad to come home from work. A couple hours went by. Dad wasn't home. Mom called the office. No answer. Christmas Day came and went, and still nothing. So the police began a search. Four or five days went by. Neither one of us could eat or sleep. Everything was falling apart. It was snowing outside. The house was freezing, so I went to try to light up the fire. And that's when I noticed the smell. Firemen came and broke through the chimney top. And me and Mom were expecting them to pull out a dead cat or a bird. And instead, they pulled out my father. He was dressed in a Santa Claus suit. He'd been climbing down the chimney on Christmas Eve, his arms loaded with presents. He was going to surprise us. He slipped and broke his neck, died instantly. You know what's the best part is you can hear Gizmo whimpering in the background. I know, it's brilliant. (laughs) I'm sorry, Phoebe Cades, I don't mean to, I mean, no, that's just hilarious. It's absolutely brilliant. I love it. I, I love Christmas. it. 
Oh, it's so funny. He was dressed in a red Santa suit. <laughs> oh, my God. That kills me. And then it's so funny because they, they revisit that uh, in Gremlins 2. Yeah. When she starts to tell another story. And he's like, oh, we don't have time for that now. It's like, great. It's brilliant. I love it. I love oh, it. God. That movie has got to be one of my top ten of oh, all time. So good. So oh. good. Oh. But that's the perfect example oh, of the man. A- adult hate, hates Christmas because of a personal tragedy trope. Oh. <laughs> Now, before we get to our final, yes, we have some honorable mentions. Filler material. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, sh- sh- no, we so, don't use that term. Honorable mentions. Bum, bada, bum. Here we go. Okay, so I decided that there are two tropes that I just really just can't deal with. And the mm-hmm. first one is lonely at Christmas. Oh. You know, those those people who are Bridget Jonesing themselves. They sit mm-hmm. at home with a glass mm-hmm. of wine mm-hmm. because they don't have love in their life. And yep. You know, the Christmas miracle is that they find somebody. Good example of this, of course, would be The Holiday from 2006. You know, Jack Black, Jude Law, Cameron Diaz, Kate Winslet, the Titanic lady. And they all basically have these, like, various relationship quandaries. And they come together in sort of weird yeah. ways. You know, the yeah. dealio. Um, and then, of course, can their love survive the 5,000 miles and lines of immigration? You, you don't know. You have to watch it. You do. Yeah. And, you know, but here's the thing. If it's a Hallmark movie and such, yeah, it's gonna work out. <laughs> spoiler, I know. Jeez, this is this is a a, a overall spoiler. For oh, yeah, exactly, all of them. Because I mean, it's a Hallmark movie. It's got to have a happy ending, right? <sighs> yeah, yeah, I would say so. But it's like a comfort. It's comfort food, is what it is. It, it, you know, what? it really is because you're sitting in, in alone, at, or you're you know full of all your Christmas dinner, and you're like, wait a minute, you know what? I am alone, and it is sad. Let me watch other people have a good life. Let me watch Lacey Charbet just uh, like kill it. Oh God, you know. So you know, there's plenty of other examples, but most of them end up you know the same thing where it's like. I'm literally lonely. I don't have a relationship for whatever reason. And then they find that relationship all throughout like 140 minutes or something. It's true. It's all true. And then the other one, which I think is even worse, right? Get this. What? Christmas royalty. And I mean the Christmas prince. Yeah. Princess for Christmas. The princess king. Right. All these things. It's always like, oh my God, I want to have this beautiful date for Christmas. This like fantastic ball, and it happens to be a prince. A good example of this, of course, would be the Netflix uh, series of movies, The Christmas Prince, and then The Christmas Prince, A Royal Baby, and The Christmas Prince, The Royal Wedding, uh, and then, oh, uh, Princess for Christmas uh, with Sam Hewen. Now, of course, I only mention that because we all love Sam Hewen from, uh, you know, uh, his Jamie... Uh, <laughs> what is it? Jamie Alexander Malcolm Mackenzie Fraser from Outlander. Uh-huh. Yeah, Sarah, okay. that's for you. Okay. Anyways, uh, he's in that, and he's the prince, and then, like, you know, under weird circumstances, they, they fall in love, and, you know, whatever. Now, I bring that up, because Netflix is really great at bringing those movies to the forefront. They yeah. even have a new one with Brooke Shields oh. and Carrie, is it Hughes? From Princess Bride, basically. Okay. And they force him to have, like, this really weird, fake Scottish accent, uh. right? And he's, like, this owner of a castle, and she's, like, some American, like, descendant. Then, of course, they have they butt heads, and then they fall in love, and it's just because royal and Christmas and royalty. And everyone in America is so fascinated with, like, not even just royalty, but, like, I feel like anglicized royalty. Mm. The, yeah. England, basically. Right, right, right. Um, but, yeah, those are my the two that I just... 
Yeah, they they set my my gears. They burn my fruitcake. I get you. I totally get that. You know that. what I'm saying? Yeah, I can I can smell the fruitcake burning from here. <laughs> so before we get to our number one ultimate pick, which I think everyone's going to love, actually. Yes, I do too. I have a little bit of some movie news, right? Ooh, yes, go right ahead. Because at the time of recording this, we've got a lot of great stuff coming out. You mentioned Spider-Man. Yes. Yes. Spider-Man's coming out the weekend. So is The Witcher Season 2 on Netflix. And my most favorite thing that I am so excited for, Matrix 4. Yeah, I'm so curious about that because... Keanu died. Trinity died. Yeah. Neo's dead. Explain to me. Yeah. But I've been watching all these interviews um, with Carrie Ann Moss and Keanu Reeves. And even uh, I think Lana Wachowski did one or two. And she's just like, I thought it was dead too. But I'm going to bring it back. And I'm like, well, if you say so. Hey. So I am so pumped for that. There you go. And then, of course, Disney Plus coming up in the next couple of weeks. We've got the book of Boba Fett. Oh, yes. We haven't got too much news on The Mandalorian Season 3, but soon. Yep, and we're, we're uh, I think, more than halfway through Hawkeye. Yeah. Which has been very good. I have heard that the last episode people were raving about. Yes, yes. I'm going to watch that this evening. So. Yeah, I'm going to watch it when I get home. Yeah. But, like, yeah, so there's so many good things coming out. This is a great opportunity, too, to, uh, you know, hey, take in that HBO Max, like, thing that people are doing, which oh, is yeah. like, oh, it's in theater, but if you want to stay home and watch it, you can. You can. I still think that that is a brilliant move, and I think that most productions and most networks should do it. That's what I did with Dune. I didn't go to the oh, theater. God, I yeah. watched it at home. No, no, no. I haven't been to the movie theater in about two years. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I just can't. But, um, yeah, so good stuff. Lots of good stuff coming out. Uh, keep in mind, you can also take a look at our Instagram page, mm -hmm. and we usually update there. We've also got our website, of course, thedeepdivepodcast.com, mm -hmm. where you can find a plethora, including our entire catalog, our entire library of episodes. A plethora. Uh, <laughs> it's a plethora. It's a weird word, right? It's a like plethora. pancreas. Cornucopia. That's, yeah. Plethora. Um, <laughs> we can listen to all of our old episodes and, and hear and truly feel the progression of how bad we were to like how less bad we are right now. Yeah, truly. It's really Or nice. slightly less bad. <laughs> But yeah, okay. So we've got a lot of things coming out. We've got our honorable mentions done. We have a number one Christmas cliche slash trope. That's right. Here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah. Oh. Which is Santa is, is real. real. What? Huh? <laughs> All right. So if you have either young, impressionable children listening, or even some adults who may not be all there, if you know what I mean, <laughs> you may want to skip this particular part. <laughs> but don't. No, just no, keep no. listening. So here we go. We've got Santa Claus, Father Christmas, Père Noel, Saint Nicholas, Chris Kringle, mm. no matter what you call him. Fat man. That's rude. <laughs> he right. is a, the center. He's rotund. The heart of the Christmas holiday. The mm. enlarged heart of the Christmas holiday. <laughs> Oh, sorry, Santa. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I'm not now, getting no presents. Parents will go to some seriously twisted lengths to mm. keep their children from discovering that they are being lied to about the man with the bag. But why? I got to wonder why. They don't do it for the Tooth Fairy as much. No, I mean... Easter the, Bunny. Meh. Easter Bunny. I mean, come on. That's... I would know, believe a giant rabbit before I believe a man who can travel the world in 24 hours. See, I don't know, because an anthropomorphized rabbit seems pretty terrifying to me. Okay, good point. And also, like, a fairy that, like, steals your teeth. I know. There, there have been horror movies about the tooth fairy, and I find that interesting because <laughs> it is true. kind of like, creepy. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, that's... Uh... It reminds me of in Hellboy. You remember the fairies in Hellboy? Oh, yeah. yes. Creepy. Yes, 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 yes. But Santa's real. And people always, you know, all these characters in the movies are just like, wait a minute, no, he's not real, and it's, it's a fake thing. And then they come yep. upon this man who happens to be rotund with a giant white beard, and you think, no, definitely not. Oh, of course not. But all of a sudden, <gasps> this man, he's a toy maker, and he employs what? a lot of people. What? And guess what? <gasps> he's Santa. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, see, I can't even think of how many movies there are about this. But here's what you don't see. The aftermath of adults, <laughs> preferably like intelligent thinking adults, being confronted with multiple existential crises here. If you think about it, you got one, magic's real. Wow. Yeah. That's a mind blower. Two, an immortal being actually existing. And most importantly, number three, what the hell has Santa been doing for centuries while the parents of the world were busy spending money Buying gifts for their kids. Right. Way to slag off. I can only do one of those at, at, at a time, though. Let's start with the magic one. Okay. Right? Like, that's all I need. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, first of all, that would cause my brain to shut down if I, exactly. <laughs> I believe that magic would... If I was confronted with the impossibility of magic being real. Right. I wouldn't... I'd be like, oh, I'm insane. Great. Oh, cool. Lock Santa. me up. Yeah. I'm oh. done. Oh, Santa's real. Yeah, Santa's why real. not? I can't handle that. <laughs> That's not good. Oh, but can you imagine of all the all the people that uh, or all these people in these movies that just kind of come upon it and they're like, "All right, I suddenly have to give up all of my last like adulthood years mm. and realize that none of it made sense because I've been lying to myself. Santa's real." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, not even just like, "Oh, magic is real," and then my 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 mind is blown. But it's like, what have I been doing? Who am I? Yeah. yeah. But you know, I understand being a parent that it's. A tightrope, mm. you know, when your kid gets to that certain age, mm. you know, where they're starting to ask questions <laughs> and, you know, you're like, oh, you got to you got to really kind of broach the subject. How did you do it with little little uh, Feeny? Oh, uh, basically, how old uh, was she? you know, I think she was probably like. Like eight, maybe seven or eight or something. Oh, like that. okay. So that's still a little bit yeah. older than I would have uh, would have thought. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I was like, yeah, what has what has two thumbs and doesn't exist? This guy. <laughs> uh, no, no. But I mean, it was she. She she figured it out mostly. Yeah. But it's still, you it, know. Yeah. I mean, it does kind of leave you with a little yeah. bit of a sadness because she would write letter like a letter and put it in her stocking for Santa to find right. and read, and the cookies and the whole thing. Right. It was really cute. Yeah. Then we tried the elf on the shelf. She was terrified uh, because that thing is terrifying. <laughs> Let's face it. Yeah. Um, but believe it or not, and I, I was doing a little research for this, there are several like online templates mm -hmm. for letters mm -hmm. that parents can write to tell their kids the truth about what Santa. That's I wasn't right. expecting that. This is a true thing. Now, I, I read through some of these, right? Mm-hmm. But I've taken the liberty of writing one of my own. Oh. So, listeners, you are free to use this if you like. <laughs> and it goes a little something like this. Dear son or daughter, ask me a question. Not long ago, one that I knew you would someday. Is Santa Claus real? Well, son or daughter, the answer 
is yes. And no. Mostly no. You see, many, many years ago, even before Betty White was born, there was a man, a holy man. His name was Nicolas. He was born in a country with a silly name, Turkey. Isn't that funny? Anyway, his parents had a lot of money. They died when Nicolas was very young. So, Nicolas vowed to wage war on all the criminals of Gotham City. No, wait, wait, hold on. That's that's Batman. Sorry. <clears throat> Nicolas used his parents' fortune, money that he himself did not actually earn, to give to the needy. We call that redistribution of wealth. And that's socialism. Nevertheless, Nicolas did so many good deeds with his parents' money, the church made him a saint. Saint Nicolas. It's almost like he bought his way into sainthood. <laughs> what does this have to do with Santa Claus? I'm not sure, but I think it has something to do with Washington Irving and Coca-Cola. Anyway, Santa is your mom and dad, and it really changes nothing. Go to bed. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There You're you go, friends. Arrested. You can absolutely <laughs> take that. You can use that if you like. Oh, um, uh, It's a public okay. service to you, the listener. Uh, I mean, as much as I am impressed by that, I worry. Mm? I worry for mm? people who try and give that to their children. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, that was pretty funny. I mean, you it know, was good. It's, it's, you got to do it, right? You know, here's the thing. Can I bring up uh, the one movie that I think um, exemplifies this Christmas is real or Santa's real thing? Mm -hmm. The Polar Express. Ah, uh, yes. Everyone's favorite trip to the Uncanny Valley. So here's the thing. The book is obviously way more Christmassy and also like lovely and all that fun stuff. Right. But it's only the only movie I can really think of that tells you you're going to be depressed when you get older. Right. Mm -hmm. And you are going to lose when you get older. Right. You're going to be sad because of course, Polar Express, right. He's all like, Oh, there's a train outside. I'm going to go in my pajamas. And I go to this really weird place where Santa actually is real. He's going to give me a gift. And what do I ask for? a bell off of one of the reindeer harnesses and it has the most beautiful chime and the sound is so smooth and it's a sound that you've never heard before and you'll never hear again but then you know what happens i lose it right and then all of a sudden christmas morning santa brought it into my home and and i can still hear it because i believe i know that santa is real but guess what my parents can't hear it because they can't hear it. They can't see Santa. They don't believe Santa. It is so sad. Mm. But it really takes home, like, the whole idea of, like, hey, Santa's real for people under six. Yeah. And then you're screwed. Yeah, once again, they really, they should do a sequel called The Bipolar Express. And he's, like, so messed up in the head. He's got therapy. <laughs> oh, that, that chime you're hearing? <laughs> it's not Santa. Nope, it's yeah. the voices in your head telling you to burn things. <laughs> We're so going to get taken off the air. That's fine. We're not yeah. on the air. Well, literally. you know what I mean. Uh, but yeah, so I think that is a good uh, a good place to 
to, you know, to end it because, yes. frankly, now we're all depressed. Well, if you are uh, at the end and you've made it this far, thank you so much. Yes. And if, you know what, if you didn't really care for these or you had other suggestions, guess what? Right now, as of this moment, Netflix has over 132 holiday movies for you to view. So if you were to watch all of these movies in a row... <laughs> You would be insane. You would be insane. So yeah, there you go. But you could also do Hulu, which has over 55 holiday movies, hundreds of TV episodes, and hundreds of TV shows. And Amazon, I just didn't count because there's just too many. Yeah. Plus, if you if you are, you know, uh, a lover of nostalgia, mm. I know Amazon Prime does have a lot of older Christmas specials from yes, like the 70s bass, and 80s. Bass. Uh, and like uh, variety specials, like you know John Denver Christmas or Glenn Campbell Christmas. Oh, rest in peace. You know the old uh, Andy Williams Christmas specials, which are always wonderful. Uh, so you've got a lot of that. A lot of those are on YouTube as well for free. Yes. Uh, and you know one thing that has become very popular on the streamings, including YouTube, is of course the Yule log. Yule logs. I wish we had one of those. Hey, now we do. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh. Just like last year. Last year we we <laughs> threw one together that was, you know, it, it weird. Was, it was it was it was. Yeah, it, it was. was. <laughs> but this one, this one is so advanced. Yeah. It's 8-bit. It's 8-bit. That's right. Which by the way is another movie that's available on streaming called An 8-bit Christmas. Check Ooh. it out. It's a comedy. But um, this Yule log you can have up on your screens, and it will entertain your family and your children and even your pets while you do the Christmas cooking. Exactly. And it's filled with Christmas music mm -hmm. uh, from an old Kmart reel-to-reel -reel store, you know, <laughs> That Christmas we didn't music. infringe on the copyright laws. Exactly. We don't want to do that. That's not good. But it's also got uh, a, little, a little ticker on the bottom Ooh. with all kinds of cool holiday fun facts Ooh. that include not only Christmas, but Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. That's right. Because we are inclusive. We are so inclusive, nobody's allowed. That's how inclusive we are. No one gets in. Speaking of inclusive, wouldn't it be nice if your body was inclusive inside of a piece of fabric known as a t-shirt? I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, wait, I do. Guys, we have a, we have a merch stand. We do. We have a merch stand on our website, thedeepdagpodcast.com. Yes. And we have one of our lovely seasonal t-shirts that is available one of our season streamings shirts <laughs> these don't come around very often only in the year. season yes tis the season Tis the season we had a Hall we have a couple halloween ones out there which you can't get no more nope. but now you can get this lovely christmasy holiday one and you know what why wouldn't you want to wear this t-shirt to impress all your friends and your manager on your zoom calls it's red i know i would yeah it's red and it talks about how problematic santa is that it just sums us up in, yeah. a, in in cotton. That's us. I think so. I think so. And you know, if you need something to 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 cover your reindeer with, hey, hey, why not, right? Right. Or wash your car, as I always say. Exactly. They make great exactly. rags. They do. Deepdivepodcast.com. Yeah. Check out our Instagram as well at the Deep Dive Podcast. We've got our Twitter and our Facebook, and you can check out all of our old episodes. And you can even write us at the Deep Dive Podcast at gmail.com. Indeed, you can. Indeed, you can. And we are going to have a special edition, a Christmas Eve edition of the Ooh. Deep Dive Microcast Ooh. next week. And this one will be sweet, boozy, and very dense and dry. And dry, because we are going to dive into the history of the much maligned holiday delicacy, fruit cake. <laughs> fruit cake. Yeah. Where does it come from? 
How did it become popular it and right how did it become unpopular? It goes right through at you. Ah, see? Yeah, ooh. No. Ooh. Have There's you ever a seen the, I don't want. the Great British Bake Off episode of Fruitcakes? Uh, yeah. 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 No. no, but that's going to be interesting. And I have, am one who has actually never liked fruitcake. Does anybody actually eat it? I I don't know. You can there's make a, it weeks in advance, you know. Yeah, there's a theory that it's just one piece of fruitcake that just makes the rounds from house to house every year. Yeah. It's uh, just, there's yeah. just one. Yeah, that would explain my mom's. Yeah, well, yeah, there you yeah. go. But apparently, I mean, it's, it, it, the reason that it's was popular long ago is because it had so much booze in it, it wouldn't go bad. Well, that's the thing, right? Preservation-wise, yeah. Yeah, that exactly. That makes sense. But imagine giving your, your loved one a fruitcake for Christmas as a gift. I know, because you are what you eat, and that's not good. Oh. Yes. So before we go, can I just take this opportunity to say thank you to all of our listeners for putting up with us, for downloading our episodes, mm-hmm. for rating us on Apple iTunes, and for listening to us on all the various platforms, including iHeartRadio. Um, you, you beautiful people, the reason why we still come back and we do this, other than, you know, the fact that we have no friends and we are bored. Yeah, there's that. There's that. Um, but thank you. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for everything that you have written us, all the comments you've made, all the suggestions we get from you. Um, we really appreciate all seven of you. Yes. And, uh, and that's a step up. Really. That's a step up, yeah. Including the Netherlands. We really love you, Netherlands. Oh, we do. We of course do. we do. We'd like to visit sometime if yeah, you'll have us. If you'll have us. Yeah. Um, once, once Omicron Prime, you know. Uh. Oh, don't even. <laughs> it sounds like a transplant to me. I don't know why. <laughs> and thank you, Mr. Feeney, for being a lovely co-host and putting up with uh. all my, uh, you know, disappearances. That's okay because you know uh, I have to say that um, all of this all of this time uh, it was basically you know I was doing that thing uh, that moms do to their kids and keep them sick uh, you know all the time. <laughs> oh, what's that called? I forget um, what that's called. Oh, but the, it's something uh, complex. Yeah, it's some weird name. Uh, whatever, I, it's Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought I'd just reveal that. Munchausers. Now. Munchausens by proxy, that's yeah, it. Munchausen by one. proxy. So I've been doing that. <laughs> do, uh, I, do I need so, to talk to Merry Mrs. Christmas. <laughs> no. So, so, everybody, listen. We hope all of you have a safe and happy holiday season, no matter what it is that you celebrate. Or don't celebrate. Exactly, exactly. Just stay safe. Yeah, that's what we like. Wear so, a mask. Yeah, please. <laughs> uh, so, thank you for listening. Thank you. I'm Tom Feeney. Yes, you are. You're Amanda. I sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, don't forget to tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your local mail carrier that you appreciate what they do, especially this time of year. Yeah. So, happy holidays, everybody. Bye. Bye. All clips used on the Deep Dive podcast are meant for educational purposes only and not to infringe on existing copyrights. The Deep Dive podcast is a production of Automaton Studios.